0: Welcome to Headed Someplace, a show where strong, inspiring, enduring women share their stories with us. This week, my guest is Sunny Shipley. Y'all, Sunny has been on a TV show on the Outdoor Channel, so she's pretty much famous, though she doesn't think so. And she's married to my cousin Jordan Shipley, who's also kind of famous in some circles, so I think we'd all agree that that makes me sort of famous. I mean, at least a little bit. So, um, anyway. We bounce all over the place in this conversation, but I know you're going to love her super cute Texas accent. So without further ado, Sunny Lee, tell us a little bit about who you are and what
1: you do in life. Okay. So I'm Sunny. I am my wife to my husband, Jordan. Um, I am an English bulldog mama to my boy Woodrow. <laughs> I love,
0: I love seeing y'all's like pictures and videos of that dog. <laughs>
1: We're the crazy dog people, like legit, I mean like legit crazy dog people, but he's hilarious. You'll, you'll hear him barking probably. Yeah, so. I feel like
0: I just heard him. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was yeah, wishful if thinking. Yeah, you hear
1: snorting or snoring, it's barking. It's not me. So,
0: so Woodrow.
1: <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah, those are my two, you know, most important things. And then I am a songwriter and sometimes singer. And um, for the last year, my life has been (laughs) so for five years, I've struggled with uh, chronic health problems, chronic illness. And for the last year, I've just taken time off from everything to get well because finally figured out what was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just been able to I'm so thankful I've been able to do this. Thanks to my husband, I've been able to just take time to recover and get back and be well. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Um, Which, by the way, Sunny is married to my cousin. So that's how we know each other. Jordan. Jordan's mom and my mom are sisters. So that's our little connection. Yes. I'm sure when you um, said yes to Jordan, you were thinking, oh, I get to be Kara's cousin? Okay, fine.
1: (laughs) That was the reason I <laughs> said yes. The only reason. It played into
0: it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm like, she's the only one that understands my humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so tell us I always like to start out the show asking our guest to tell us a random fact about you that not a lot of people know. So what's a, <laughs> what's a random? You have probably a gajillion, but what's, what's Oh my one?
1: gosh. Yes. And I was asking Jordan, I was like, what should I tell Kara as my random fact? And he was like, I don't know. You're so quirky. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could go lots of places. Um, one thing, and this may not be weird, but I cannot sleep without earplugs and an eye mask. <laughs> really yeah. yeah that's awesome it's like we got a trip and i forget them it's it's a bad it's, it's a bad. panic attack we are going to, go to buy through. them yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny i actually have a sister-in-law who has an eye mask and she's like guys it's life-changing
1: <laughs> no it totally is
0: actually two sisters-in-law now that i think about it i guess maybe i should try it out i just feel like it would annoy my head my face
1: yeah well i don't Actually I don't have an eye mask. I just use a T shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I said eye mask to sound fancy, but it's just a T shirt. Um What I mean, what
0: started that? Like how long have you been doing that?
1: Um, since I went to school at Belmont in Nashville because I grew up in Rotan. Um and we were in the country, and so there was no sound when and Rotan we were
0: is in Texas. And even yes. those of you who live in Texas might not know. You don't know where it is,
1: I promise. <laughs> um, and so there was no sound unless the coyotes were how- howling at night. And then when I went to college in uh, Lubbock for a few years, we were living. You know, there's really just not much traffic in the neighborhood. So, yeah. or there wasn't then. Um, and then when I went to school at Belmont, my first apartment I lived in, um, was on a busy road. And so I just couldn't sleep. I had to resort to the old earplugs and eye
0: t-shirt. The eye eye t-shirt. That's
1: the new name for it.
0: That's right. You should, you should start a business. (laughs) Um, so, okay. So speaking of school in Nashville and Belmont, did you, so you've been a songwriter, you've done lots of cool things. Um, you wrote for a publishing company, is that right? In Nashville?
1: Yeah, after I um graduated from Belmont, I uh was blessed enough to get a job songwriting for a company and I did that for three years and I had so much fun doing it.
0: Did you write some songs that we would know?
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think the only one anyone would know would be if you listen to Texas Country. And I don't know, Josh Abbott has kind of become yeah a um national name, but Um, I co-wrote Oh Tonight with Josh. I love it. Okay, and then
0: you also wrote, you've written your own stuff.
1: Yes, I have. Um, I just finished an album, which I finally felt good enough to feel like I could do, which I'm so thankful for. Like after all the
0: health issues. Yes. Okay.
1: And um, actually, I'm not finished with it yet because my husband really wants me to put one more song on it that's his favorite, so. Okay. Did
0: he sing with you any on this one?
1: Yeah. Well, he's a really good, you know, harmony singer. Yeah, I is. feel like you all are. In yeah. I think
0: it's because we grew up Church of Christ. Church of Christ. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> and and so, I'm kind of yeah. jealous because I, I, I'm not a great harmony singer, so he... He does have a beautiful... He, oh, he, yeah, he honestly, and he'll tell you this, he's a way better harmony singer than he is. Melody. Melody. Yeah. And we, he sounds really good with my voice, I guess, because I, you know, have a higher range and he's, you know, how he talks. And yeah. Stuff. But actually, he kind of sings high, which is funny. Yeah, he
0: does. I was actually, yeah, I was thinking that. And <laughs> it, is, it is funny because I feel like I'm the same way. Like, I'm much more comfortable singing harmony than... Melody, too. Like, I feel like it's stronger for me. But it is funny because—so those of you who don't know what Church of Christ is, it we it's just a denomination of churches, and um, we don't use—or Church of Christ typically don't use instruments, so you just harmonize because— that's all you have is your voices, and I get sad too because we don't go to a church of Christ church um, anymore. But my kids, I'm like, they're not going to know how to sing harmony.
1: <laughs> no, they will because you, you sing I it. still
0: do, yeah. And at night, I'm always like, Derek, you take the melody, I'll take the harmony. when We sing them to sleep.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so
0: you also have co—I I don't know if I'm going to say this right—but you've co-hosted a TV show with Jordan.
1: Yeah, so um that actually just kind of um fizzled out. Jordan's still going to um do it a little bit, but for like 2 years we um hosted a hunting show called Bucks of Tecumadi. Yes. On the Outdoor Channel and um yeah, it was very interesting, learned a lot. Yeah, um, what was it
0: like to be on TV?
1: Um I Ooh, I don't know. I love hunting. Yes. Um, and guys,
0: she's so she hunts with a bow. And for uh, those of you don't know, that's like
1: hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I like hunting with a bow more than definitely more than a rifle. But we okay. we still had to do rifle stuff because of sponsorship and sure. You know, uh, a lot of people like seeing the rifle shows. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, it was a lot of fun. Harder than I thought it was going to be but it changed it changed hunting for for me and and for Jordan too because you can't you're not just hunting to hunt you're having to think about the show and mm-hmm. you know all these different things that that go into it and um yeah and you're hunting this is going to sound so dumb especially if any guys hear this <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to think oh I'm feel so bad for you um but you're hunting all the time and so yeah. it 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 changes it in that aspect too because used to it was all about like you work for you know your one or two deer a year um yes. and then I I mean honestly the last I knew I needed to I needed to stop doing that for several reasons, but um, I cried on my last two deer. Oh <laughs> And so I was—I think I was just doing it too much, you know.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So, um,
0: did you guys do some of your own filming too?
1: Yeah, he filmed me and I filmed him. Um, that's so cool. Which was a lot of fun. Um, but he—he's super intense, as you know. Um, yes. And he did not—he does not cut me any slack. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he expected me to be as good as any man, which I appreciate. Um, yes. And if I didn't do something right, he was disappointed. And um, but the when he was filming, I just needed him to shut up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let me do my thing. And um, he, he he does things faster than me. I'm slower and more meticulous. Yes. And that's how I hunt better. He he's fast and accurate that way. And he wanted me to be that way too. So so I had to start, you know, using other people. And like our, our cousin Ricky was one of them. And then um,
0: so they wouldn't talk to you and mess you up. <laughs> no,
1: actually, Ricky was a really good person for me because he just let me do my thing. So
0: yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So Jordan and you, you've kind of been in the spotlight um, at different points in life. Jordan also played uh, in the NFL, was a very, very, like, famous in some sense of the word um, college football player for the University of Texas. What's it? I mean, so you guys are in certain areas, which it sounds even weird for me to say this, but you are kind of famous in, like, (laughs) certain circles. He is. Well, no, but I mean, so like what is that what has that been like? What are the pros and cons of being kind of known and having expectations of you with the public eye um
1: it It was really weird. I would say, um, I didn't get to see Jordan play much in college. um we started dating his last year at Texas, and I was working in Nashville um and so I only got to come probably to two home games and carrot it, it was unbelievable like i it freaked me out how um we would be driving on the on the road and people would pull up recognize him, pull up beside him, honk at their horns, give him the hook and horns. We couldn't go during those years, we couldn't go anywhere um just to be by ourselves. So Yeah. You know, we had to choose like going to a museum and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, where there wouldn't be sports fans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, yeah, so it, uh, it wasn't something I was used to, or something that I particularly liked. Um, yeah, he was great at it, but he—it wasn't that he liked it.
0: It just came with the territory,
1: right? And he—he just, yeah. he just handled it well. And I think they had a lot of, you know, training and stuff like that at Texas that really prepared him. To deal with it, Fair that. Um, but the fame that he and Colt had in those last few years, and even carrying on. And Colt McCoy
0: was the um, quarterback. Jordan was wide receiver for the University of Texas, and they were like a famous duo, kinda.
1: Right. Um. It, I I think it was totally un you know unexpected and not something that is typical. Um, right. But they they handled it really well. You know, I I, yeah. I can I can say that I've always been proud of Jordan with how he handled it and how it's never, never gone to his head for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is funny when we're all like cousins are together, even during those years. And it would be weird when I would be places and people would know him because I'm like, he's just a normal person. <laughs> And you're yeah. like your cousin's Jordan Shipley, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I'm like,
1: hey, let me tell you how normal he is. I'll tell. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, okay, so you and Jordan knew each other also when you were younger, and you dated before this last time that you dated, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you can call it that. Uh-
0: well, I mean, whatever. Like, ju- I don't know. Were you in junior high? Yeah, we were something?
1: thirteen. Um. <laughs> We held hands, we held hands and watched movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, so we met when when his dad um, got the coaching got, job in Rotan, and they lived there for a year and a half. And yeah, we were we were an item then. Yes, an item. Yes, and so they moved after that. And um, I mean, we couldn't drive even, so it was
0: yeah and they're probably well, I guess they were just cell phones were coming out
1: yeah, and it, we had kept in touch, but not really that much, you know,
0: um, yeah, yeah,
1: until he he came to Nashville two summers in a row to see um a friend that was being uh deployed, and then um he came home the next summer, and so um we saw each other then and ended up being like oh okay we like each other yeah
0: yeah this 13 year old <laughs> fleeing like had some <laughs> had some weight to it <laughs> yeah. so did he know your family like did he know your sister
1: no they moved um to rotan the let's see probably i guess it was a year after Haley passed away so, okay yeah
0: and how old were you? So you were, what, 12
1: when your sister died? I was 12. She actually passed away the day I turned 13. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sunny, I did not know that. So your birthday every year is mixed with.
1: It totally is, yeah. Um, mm. And that's been something that it's been a learning experience in itself. It's just like a bittersweet day. But, um, yeah. yeah, so. Do you?
0: Sunny, and you can tell me if you're not comfortable. Do you mind telling, not any like super detail, but how she died?
1: No, I don't mind at all. Um, she was riding in the back of a pickup with some friends, and I don't know like all the specific details. And honestly, I don't really care to know all of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> sure. I, you know I just don't want to have that in my head. But um, uh, something happened, and she they were going really slow, and she stood up and she ended up falling um out yeah. of the back of the pickup and hitting her head yeah. and mm-hmm. it it you know i think it pretty much killed wow. her instantly so
0: wow yeah and i mean what i think of is you know the people with her the person driving ugh, to try to carry that and understand
1: i know i know what happened
0: just so it seems awful
1: i know um and they were all young too you know so yeah right um, and no. that's something, honestly, I haven't thought about. I did think about it later. But when, no. when it happens to you, when it's, when it's your sibling no. and your daughter or whatever, you, you're not thinking about the other people that no. that were involved. And, you're, and then later on, you're like, oh, my gosh, no. I, I can't imagine being that person.
0: You know? Right, right. So. How, how, as a 13-year-old... How have you, what does that look like for you to deal with over the years, you and your family?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, about loss, it's something that you're never going to understand it. Um, yeah. You're, And I, I think especially when it's a young person, you sometimes you see the good in it later. Um, I mean, death is inevitable, of course, but I think when it's a uh, young person, you're never going to know why or you're never going to know the reasons until you get to talk to Jesus someday about it. Um, So you just have to come to terms with that and realize that um, there is a reason. um, And I think that tests your faith a lot. And, And then when it is a young person and you are also young, you just don't, like, I think I suppressed a lot of stuff Back, yeah. back then, because you just want to be a kid, you know. Yes, yes, and it's too much.
0: I mean, it's too much for a grown person. <laughs>
1: it's, I mean, I mean, I, I can't. I don't have kids yet, but I just, mm. you know, I can't imagine what my parents had to deal with there. Um, right. And so everyone deals with grief differently, but for me, because and I think for my brother too, because we were so young, we suppressed a lot, and so over the years we've had to gradually go, go through different stages. And, um, and because of that, I've had a ton of fear issues. Mm, Yeah, And, um, that's something I've really, really had to work on, especially in the last couple of years. And I've been able to, to really work on it this year because that's just what I'm, I'm healing my body, you know? And so that,
0: and that's part of yeah, it. Yeah, that
1: goes along with it um, for sure. And you get, you get in these patterns and these habits and um, you get to sit down and kind of dissect your heart and soul and, mm-hmm. and think about these things that you don't like. Uh, yes. And you get to change them and you can change them because Jesus
0: yeah Yeah. with his strength and power yeah and you're how old are you now sonny
1: i am 32
0: okay so this has been good grief 20 years is that right my math right 20 years ago uh
1: yeah Uh, 19 20 years ago Mm -hmm. so
0: for 20 years because some people have not lost people or some people are grieving and they're like when is this going to end and i think it's it doesn't end no. <laughs> and not in a bad way. It just, well, well, yeah, in a bad way. It's not, it's never fun or, or, I mean, I think most of us would say, I wish we weren't going through grief, but it is a long process to walk through.
1: Yeah. And it never goes away. Um, it just changes, you know? Yes. And it changes you. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say, I, I'm thankful for the, some of the ways it has changed me. For sure. And I, I think you could probably say that too, um, about yourself. Um, mm-hmm, specifically, mm-hmm. I think you have, you just can be there for other people who, um, have lost someone, um, and you have more empathy for those people and, and people come to you for, um, comfort and advice and help and during those times of loss, because Whoa. they know you've been through it. And, right. And that I feel like is a privilege for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all, this is one of Sunny's songs. You'll hear her and Jordan singing in a second, but I want to tell you real quick I would love to hear from you that you're listening to this show. So please come find me on Instagram at Kara Z. That's K A R A D A W N Z. Kara I Z, I would love to hear from you. I
1: was made a wall I was made swinging. I was made to go against the current, so Lord, don't let me I was getting...
0: Okay, so let's go back to right before Jordan and Sunny got engaged. Jordan had been drafted to play in the NFL for the Cincinnati Bengals about three and a half hours away from Nashville, where Sonny was still writing for the publishing company. But she goes see him play on the weekends. Um, they ended up getting engaged that fall. Everything seemed to be working out really well. Sonny got that cut on Josh Abbott's album. Jordan was getting some recognition in his rookie year.
1: We were engaged and love and all these things. And... Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew Jordan had struggled a little bit, like his he struggled a little bit like his senior year. I think just all the pressure, um, yeah, that they were going to the national championship and um, that just people recognizing him everywhere. and it was a lot. yeah, so he struggled with some anxiety and then um he's a perfectionist, so and he he does not care if I talk about this. I've already asked him.
0: Yeah, Um, that's great.
1: He struggled with some OCD because he's um, a perfectionist. And then later on, some depression. And um, that was a struggle off and on. And then he got better. And for whatever reason, it's probably me. (laughs) 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 Like, right, you know, right after, um, not right after, but... Towards, you know, the end of our engagement, he started struggling pretty heavily with depression. And then we we got married um, and it was like the bottom just fell out. Mm. He ended up getting injured and I was trying to go back and forth from Nashville to Cincinnati, being a new wife, trying to support him, trying to take care of him, you know, with, the, with the other stuff he was dealing with. And, um, yeah, I just forgot to take care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and that is not on him because he, he never wanted that for me and w- would never ask me to, to not do that, but he, right. he just was so busy himself. And then also dealing with other stuff. I don't think he, he realized so.
0: Yeah, could have had the capacity at that point to see. Oh, this is what's happening. I mean, you probably didn't even see at the no, time. No,
1: <laughs> I I did not.
0: Um, and-, and when you say you didn't take care of yourself, like what kind of stuff do you mean?
1: Um, well, for one thing, I wasn't doing my job like I I should have been um, or could have been. Mostly mm-hmm. because I was so stressed out that I think when you're that way, you your creative mind just doesn't work as well. Yeah. And also I could feel like I, I would get sick all the time. And it it's it was a different kind of sick than what I've what I've been in the last five years. It was um, like I would get bronchitis and then I would, you know, get the flu. And my my immune system was starting to not work because of stress, I think. And I didn't. I didn't know enough about health at the time to, to really realize what was going on. Um, And then also I think a big thing that I should have done, and I definitely would do differently and tell anyone who is going through any kind of situation like this is talk to somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. Takes, I didn't think I had time, but you do because you will lose time if you, if you don't.
0: Yeah, man, that's a good that's a good perspective, yeah.
1: So that you know, just talk to somebody and let let them tell you let them tell you things that you can't see or hey, you you've gotta stop taking care of yourself. Um and and it's probably better to talk to a, a counselor than a family yeah. family member or a friend because they can see things a little more clearly.
0: Yes. So that was a hard time. Jordan um, was struggling just with some depression and injury, you're not feeling well, you're probably verging on, you know, anxiety, you then you have fear mixed in from all the things you've gone through in life. Where is the turning point start to happen for you guys?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been, it's been, we've learned so much over the last six and a half years we've been married Mm -hmm. and really just in the last probably year and a half, we've started to see, um, a huge change just in life in general. And we're realizing a lot of it has, has been our fault. We've tried to do things in our power. Um, Mm -hmm. we would ask God for things quickly, you know, not spend a lot of time in prayer and then go and spend hours trying to do things yourself ourselves mm-hmm. and we, you know it's so frustrating while you're in it and you're ang- you get angry and angry at each other and angry at God and mm-hmm. um angry at yourself and then finally when you when it clicks you're like oh my goodness <laughs> mm-hmm. we've been doing this all wrong
0: and so now obviously you're not perfect it's not like any of us have arrived but what does that look like now for you to like like what's the contrast of trying to do things in your own strength maybe asking God to bless it but not really involving him in it like what's it look like how do things look differently when you are having him be involved more
1: we spend both of us we get up in the morning and before we do anything, we spend time with God. And it does, it's not the same thing every day, but we just make that a priority, and it make has made a total difference. We pray we pray together now a lot. Yeah, because or I will say we pray together. Jordan prays a lot <laughs> <laughs> because I I am I, I'm not as good of a Prayer out louder, person. Prayer out louder. <laughs> as he as he is, I you know I'm a really eloquent prayer in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, we both spend a lot of time in prayer, and um, and I think we've been kind of compulsive on some things, yeah. um, like just taking action without really uh, praying about it first and asking God what He wants us to do, and that's something that we've. Really taken into account.
0: Yeah, it's so easy to do that. I've even thought of that recently. I I had quit my job in the fall, and so like kind of every job opportunity that comes at me, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll like do that. I'll make some money. And then I <laughs> I've realized, hey, just because you can, and you're, I'm not saying this is what y'all are doing. But, like, I'm like, just because you can make money doing this doesn't always mean that's where you're supposed to spend your time. Like right now, or maybe it must be beneficial for your family and. I don't know. I think it's been new for me, even with little things like a project that may take me four hours, like even holding those and saying, is this what you want me to do with this four hours? Or do you have other plans? Yeah.
1: And I think God is slow. He, he is slow and we don't like that. Um, but we're
0: everything immediate right now.
1: And no, but he, takes his time on us because he's trying to perfect us, you know, mm-hmm. and I, that's something that I've been seeing so clearly, especially in the last year is, wow, he, he really takes his time in in certain areas of your life and he works on that. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, yay, uh, that's good. Now, now we can, <laughs> you know, celebrate, move forward. And then something else happens and he's working on that and that's never going to stop. That's just the way life is. But I think it, your life does get better because, because you're equipped, you Yeah. Know, after, after he works on you. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. So you mentioned that you had like basically five years of chronic illness and being, being sick. And I remember just, um, some people have probably listened to the last episode of my mom's story, but like i remember when she was going through chronic pain and i remember her calling me from the hospital one day and saying like i feel good today and she was like and i realized yeah. how much chronic pain steals from me and she she said I've, I've decided like maybe that's my purpose right now is to pray for people that have chronic pain and chronic illness but did you feel that did you feel like your personality has been stolen and your you weren't who you always had been what was that what was going through that like and what's it been like, you know, in the process of healing?
1: yeah, and i I have thought about your mom so much and how how uh, she was so graceful and dealing with her illness all those years, and you know her what she went through was so much deeper and harder than anything I've ever gone through um, and i and I just think about how well she handled it and it makes me feel. Oh, uh, no,
0: that's. I remember the first time after she passed away when I got like the stomach bug and I was like throwing up and sick and I was like, "How oh, did she do this? I'm a horrible person because I'm like a horrible wife <laughs> when I'm sick." But I don't know. You, it's not fair to like compare those no, stories. She
1: was basically a saint. So I mean, we not, not compare. No, we're to not. You. Um. <laughs> um no, you're you're so right, and I did lose um, so much of myself in that because you become numb. I think people who have had some of these things will understand. Like I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, Epstein Barr um, told, oh, you have the beginning of this autoimmune disease. This autoimmune disease. Um, just one thing after the other. And you just become numb and, and bitter. I hate to admit it, but Mm -hmm. you just become bitter. Mm -hmm. You're just like, I cannot, I cannot believe like I'm in the prime of my life and Mm. I cannot believe that I'm spending it just feeling bad all the time. And then your brain starts not working the way it should. And because of that, you get anxiety and I I feel like I was just stripped down, like the things that I thought made me who I was were kind of taken away, and mm, yeah, and and God was like, "No, this is not who you are. You are who you are because of who I am." Mm. You know, and so it's taken me. I'm not gonna lie; it's been a struggle. Yeah. Um, and and I and there's things like I said, I still struggle with, and I have to beat down fear. And and those habits I've created over the years, um, because you just feel bad all the time, um, you have to beat them down every single day. And um, like I said, I found out what was wrong with me. I won't go into detail there just because that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But it's given me, I I'm feeling so much better. I'm starting to see like, my personality come back. My mm-hmm. you know, Jordan's like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you laugh or smile this much in a long time." Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so it's just it's been a learning curve and a process and yeah. I I'm so much better um for it. and and I will say I would not trade what I have learned through that um for anything.
0: Wow, that's a That's a big statement.
1: Yeah. And when I say that, I'm like, oh, wait, will I? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, I really wouldn't. I think we're going to be or I'm going to be better off for sure in the long run because of it.
0: I do want to ask you one more question, because I talked with the woman last week who she was sharing in a group. And I honestly don't know what her she had been sick for about five years, um, just chronically. And recently they figured out she's been experiencing healing. And she said, um, it's actually been kind of hard, because yes, they finally know it's wrong. Yes, there's healing. But she's kind of still she's like, now I'm thinking, oh, look what all I missed out on over these last however many years. Do you feel like that's something that you have to kind of walk through and deal with,
1: too, in, in the healing process? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And she's totally right. You You just... You when you start like lights start coming back on. It's hard to explain, probably unless you've been through something like that. And I think it's probably your your body has just over the years um, had illness in it in certain areas or broken in certain areas. Um, and it takes time for it to happen. So it also takes time for everything to start working properly mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. The the body is amazing. It's just, I've just learned so much, you know, through research and all that, but, um, yeah, the lights start coming back on and your, your brain and your thoughts start clearing up and you start wanting to move forward, but you still just aren't quite there health wise, yeah. you know, physically, and you know, you're going to get there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so hard because especially if you've been feeling bad for so long, you're like, okay, now we're, we've got it. Let's go. And then you have days where I guess you're probably healing, you know, going, healing hurts. It really does. Mm. It's just like when you get a cut, It you know, usually the healing process hurts more than the actual cut does. Yeah. But yeah, so I know what she's, she's talking about for sure. Cause you're not as anxious and, um, down anymore. And, and with that comes, you know, you want to move forward quicker than, than what god wants you to
0: <laughs> yeah move forward quicker than the healing is happening yeah it, it it's so true like even with grief i remember being depressed the summer after my mom died and talking with um just this wise woman and crying and i was like i'm just i just need just tell me what to do like to get back to myself <laughs> Because I was like, I'm never going to be this person or whatever again that I was. And I'm never going to have joy. I'm never going to laugh again. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) clearly, it's okay. (laughs) But um, I was going to counseling, but I was frustrated because I just wanted the counselor to tell me how to, like, get back to myself. Yeah. And this sweet friend was like, well, first of all, she was the first one was like, yeah, you're you're depressed. And I was like, okay. And I was like, so what do I do? (laughs) She's like, you go through it. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's the worst answer. Yes. Yes. But you, you try to do avoid it. Yes. Yeah. You're like, Can I just like jump over this? And it's just that's not how healing and physical or I mean, I guess there are some miraculous I'm sure there are miraculous things, but a lot of times it's it's you're just walking through it and you have to deal with things as they come and walk through it and
1: Yeah, you I mean, you're never gonna be the same, um, as you were before, but you also have to know that, you know, just we never we just don't know all the reasons. Yeah, and you have we be, don't. You'd have to be comfortable with it.
0: Right. Yeah. It is hard to not know the purpose in, in things. I have friends that are still going through some really hard stuff and asking those questions. And it's it's hard not to have answers. But you're right in that there is some eventually peace that comes even in not knowing the answers, knowing that God is who he says he is. Um, regardless of how we feel or what what happens to us um and there is peace that eventually comes and healing that comes um okay before we get to the last question is there anything else advice that you might have for wives out there or anything else that you can think of that you want to share
1: I think probably um I mean I think we all know this that marriage isn't perfect um you you're not marrying a perfect person, you aren't a perfect person. Mm -hmm. And I think something that has helped me with Jordan is if I'm frustrated with him, to turn it back on myself, like look at the plank in my eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, I'm frustrated him, but he's probably a little frustrated in me about something, what am I doing? And that always changes my mindset. um, Before I go to talk to him about something. Sometimes it keeps me from talking to him about something and just, just praying about it. And, and most of the time, if I just pray about it, um, the things that I want to change usually do change, um, without an argument or, or I start to think of, think about it differently because, I was wrong about it. Yes. And it's so hard, especially when you're a young married couple. <laughs> yeah. You're like, argue, you know, sometimes arguing is fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jordan and I are both master arguers. Like, I really think we should have both been attorneys because <laughs> we can sit and argue our point until we forget what we're arguing about.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's a skill
1: that has happened to us so many times in arguments over the years. Wait, wait, what? What were we arguing about? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, yeah. So I think just um, when you're frustrated about something, just as hard as it is, to immediately turn it back on yourself, look at the plank in your eye, and work on it, and then pray about what you're frustrated with. Give it a give it a couple of days, even, and yes. then if you're not told something. Different than have a conversation
0: that is so good and so hard to do, and are like we want immediate gratification and and for me, even my personality is like if something's not right or something's off, especially in marriage, like let's fix it right now, let's address it yes. right now and yes. um the times when there have been there has been a time i I was so Fuming fuming mad, and I couldn't even tell you today what it was. I probably just got my feelings hurt. and <laughs> and I ran to my garage, which we have a detached garage. so I ran outside, ran to the garage, and I just yelled and I like oh, screamed, <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. and then I was talking to God, and I was like, God, I'm mad. And I'm like <laughs> telling him, you know, I don't deserve this, and I blah blah, blah blah. And basically that was <laughs> that was kind of what I needed. It was like, oh, Oh, yeah, I feel better now.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need to let out something. I've done that before, too, yeah. Just go outside and throw some rocks.
0: Yeah. yeah. Somebody had a video camera to be like, this girl is crazy. But at least that my <laughs> husband didn't have to see see the crazy town that time. But sometimes yeah. he still gets good glimpses of crazy.
1: Yeah. Oh, marriage—it's interesting. Oh, yeah,
0: it's beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, so last question that I ask every guest is: if you could go back in time five or ten years and tell yourself one thing, what would it be?
1: Ooh, um, there's so many things. I, I know do. it's
0: not a fair question. <laughs> I would tell myself,
1: oh, um, I think probably the main thing is to not prepare for the worst. Hmm. Because Oof. you put yourself through, like, so much unnecessary hurt when you do that. Um, because even when you're, you know, going through stuff, preparing yourself for it in your mind, um, you feel that mm. to, to some degree. And it's unnecessary. And the fact is you you won't ever be able to know what's going to happen for sure. And if you just fill yourself up with good and arm yourself with the truth and with the word when, when bad things do happen, and they will. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna be prepared for it. So wow. that w- that would be, I think, the main thing I wish I could go back and tell myself for sure. Wow,
0: yeah. And how much I'm sure, because as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I would tell myself that too, because I totally still do that. And I think yeah, <laughs> there's a I think there's a part of that that comes from loss, uh, probably a yes. big part that comes from loss, mm-hmm. and thinking, okay, if that can happen, then this can happen
1: yeah no totally (laughs) when when the worst when the worst happens Mm -hmm. you're like you know it can yes so yeah it's hard it's and it's something I have to beat down and work on every day yeah and I wish
0: I could find I'll find this and I'll link to it in the show notes because it was a really good it was somebody's blog post but they were talking about going down that spiral in your mind so fast like this lady was talking about her husband coming and kissing her uh, goodbye. Before he got on a plane, and automatically she's like, "Okay, he's plane's gonna crash, and then he's gonna die, and then what am I gonna do?" And blah blah yes. blah, blah. And it's like, you're, yes. I oh totally, I've totally done that a million times. And then you start crying. As oh if it yes. Happens. Oh yeah. yeah. I just, I'm not gonna be able to do it. And oh yeah. But and I, one thing she points out in that article is like, in those hypothetical situations in your mind, God isn't, God isn't like there in those hypothetical, hypothetical situations that aren't happening. But when the things do happen, he is there, you know, uh, so he's not yeah. in this future mind thing that we are doing, um, but he is there when things happen. He That's is true. here. Yeah. So I was like, and so they're like, of course, you can't imagine. Of course, you can't go through, you know, of course, you're like, there's no way because you're not there and he's not there in that hypothetical. <laughs> For sure. And as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing, too you know when we do that and we go there in our minds there's probably are some physical ramifications that we need to work through too.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think stress is the root cause to every everything, you know. You you get stressed and your immune system gets down and then you just can't kick things off for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah. So. Well, cool. well, Sunny, thank you so much for being open and sharing a lot of like intimate details of your life with the potential whole world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. This is
0: so scary. <laughs> for notes from today's show, you can go to headedsomeplace.com. You'll see photos from Sunny's life, and she also answers a couple extra questions for us over there. And from time to time, I post blogs on com. So you might want to check it out. Uh, Special thanks today for our music provided by TheLightParadeMusic.com and Frontline Music produced by Dustin Ragland. You also got to hear a few seconds of Josh Abbott's song and Sunny Lee Shipley herself. Thank you all so much for listening today, and I hope you feel a little less alone and a little more encouraged.